0: Welcome back to the SWB Crawlcast. Hey guys, this is Nate from SWBcrawler.com. This is another segment that I had released on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, This is... uh, I did a very long series about uh, 10 segments on axles. Um, So... This first segment, which is actually two segments that I'm going to join together because they were cut in half to fit uh, the timing on the show, um, is basically all about terms and terminology, uh, things that you'll need to know before you can start, you know, dig, you know, really digging into axles or even understanding some of the stuff that I say in some of the, uh, the subsequent uh, episodes. Uh, the segments were basically broken up, you know, per axle, so I'm going to do the same thing here. So first I'm going to give you the terms, I'll join them together, and then I'll create separate episodes for each of the other axles. All right, thanks, hope you enjoy. Hey Jeep Enthusiasts, this is Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I wanted to cover a couple of common differential and axle terms so that uh, you folks could be familiar with a couple of terms I'm going to use in some upcoming segments. So, here goes. So, the main component of your axle is the housing, and at the center of that housing is the actual differential. The differential is responsible for basically getting the power that comes in from your drive shaft 90 degrees out to the two axle shafts in whatever configuration your axle set up for. Uh, Differentials can be open, which means one tire gets... uh, Uh, power at a a time, or they could be locked, or they could be spooled, or they could be selectable lockers, or limited slip, and all those are a little outside of what I'm going to describe today. Just know that they exist. The next thing is spider gears and side gears. Now, in an open differential, and probably other differentials as well, uh, if you were to open up the cover on your, your axle housing and just look at the carrier that was in there, You'll see four gears, one on top, one on bottom, one on each side. The side gears, or of course the the gears that are on the sides, that's where your axle shafts come in, and that's how the power gets to the axle shafts. The spider gears are at the top and the bottom, and they look kind of like spiders, which is why they're called that. The next is a C-clip. So the C-clip is sometimes used at the end of the axle shaft uh, on the inside of the spider gear. Axle shaft comes through the side gear and the C-clip goes onto this little nub on the end of the shaft. Next is high pinion versus low pinion. So if you've ever looked at an axle and you see that the input yoke is at the sort of bottom half of the, the differential housing, that's a low pinion. If the input yoke is at the top of the housing, that's a high pinion. So, leading into that is reverse cut gears versus standard cut gears. You may have heard this term before, especially when referring to front axles or high pinion axles. So, the ring and pinion gear inside of your your differential, have the, 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 the face on the teeth of the gears, is designed to carry the load on one side and to coast on the other side. In a reverse cut, those are cut reverse so the load side is on the opposite side of the of the the tooth the, the teeth on the gear uh, this is great for high pinion axles or front axles because it puts the load on the proper side of the teeth okay next is spline count you've probably heard this almost interchangeably with the strength of an axle shaft uh, the, the splines are essentially the the teeth on the end of an axle shaft, which make it mate to the the carrier in the center of your your differential. Uh, The spline count goes up with a thicker diameter shaft. So the thicker the shaft, usually the stronger the shaft is. Also, the heavier it is. This all depends on what material your shafts are made out of. Uh, the next thing on my list is the ring and pinion. Uh, I realized that I didn't really cover on this even though I talked about it last time around. Uh, the ring and pinion are quite simply the gears that make up the gear ratio in your axle. The pinion gear comes in from the input yoke, uh, you know where your drive shaft connects, and the ring gear attaches to the carrier, which is actually what makes the whole axle spin. So what's this carrier thing you're asking? Uh, well, that's the next thing on my list. The carrier is essentially the core of what makes your axle or what holds your axle together. The ring gear attaches to the carrier, the interiors of your dif- or the internals of your differential. Uh, whether it be just spider inside gears like I described last time, or your limited slip, or your locker, or whatever, are contained within the carrier. Whether your locker replaces the carrier, or it just fits inside of it. Um, so that's a very important piece of the axle. Uh, and last, but not least, this will be a little difficult to explain uh, audio only, but full float versus semi-float. So you may have heard these terms and been confused as to what exactly they meant. I know I was until recently. Uh, So a full float axle is essentially uh, an axle where the shaft itself is not directly attached to anything but the bearings which make the axle ride. And of course it, uh, it mates with the carrier and it mates with a spindle on the outside of the axle where your tire mounts to. So if the tire and wheel don't mount directly to the axle shaft, there's a good chance that what you have is a full float axle. You'll see like this hub assembly on the outside of the axle with uh, a series of small like Allen or small hex headed bolts that if you take off you can actually pull the entire axle shaft out of the axle without even disassembling the rest of the axle. A semi-float means that the axle shaft goes into the carrier on the inside of the axle, but on the outside, it just rides on a bearing, and then your, your tire and wheel bolt directly to a flange on the end of the axle shaft. So a good example of a semi-float axle would be the standard Jeep Dana 35 and Dana 44 axles in the rear. A good example of a full-float axle would be something like a full-float Dana 60, uh, the 14 bolts, which come out of uh, a lot of GM vehicles, and uh, actually, believe it or not, the Dana 30 in the front of your your XJ, TJ, and YJ. Um, it fits the definition. The, 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 the axle shaft mates the carrier on the inside, and it actually mounts to a spindle on the outside. Your wheel is bolted onto a hub assembly. Okay, that about covers all the terminology that I wanted to throw at you guys. Uh, next time around, we're going to get into the good stuff and start talking about axles. All right, thanks for listening.